This is Retirement Paradise with Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Greg provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals your money and your plans in perfect harmony. And now here is Greg Gunther to help you retire in paradise. Aloha, welcome back to Retirement Paradise. This is Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group. If you'd like some more information about you here during our show today, please give us a call at 808-791-2924 or visit us online at therogroup.org. Now, there's a lot of reasons so many people love fall. The changing of the leaves, the fresh and local apple cider, the appearance of Halloween decorations. And perhaps, best of all, many parts of the country still have several weeks of warm temperatures before winter really gets ready to sink its teeth in. Of course, fall also means that the end of year is in sight, which also means it's time to prepare a list of financial to-dos that you may want to conclude before January 1st. But before we chat about some of the financial steps you should take before the end of the year, I have one big to-do to cross off my list, and that's to introduce my co-host, Tony Shore. <laughs> All right, great to be here, Greg. And we're talking about year-end to-do list, a year-end to-do list. I like it. I can't wait to yes. see what you have for us. I assume it's a financial to-do list. Uh, it's not like my to-do list. Uh, eat pizza, check. Eat more pizza, check. Uh, that's what my to-do list looks like. But uh, I can't believe it's actually already fall. I mean, uh, it just flew by. The last nine months flew by. Uh, at least we have some Sunday football to entertain us, right, uh, this time of year. But I think this is a good topic, and it's easy to overlook the occasional year-end financial step. So hopefully you're going to give our listeners some good reminders today. Yeah, that's the goal here. And um, a Bankrate article uh, titled Greg McBride's End of Year Financial Checklist, it gives 15 tasks to complete. And it highlights some of the things that I often discuss with clients during these end of year appointments. And the first step is to review your spending patterns during the current year and then use that information to adjust your budget for the following year. Now, for many folks, 2022 was a year of transition uh, for both society and the economy as it, as it continued opening back up up after the COVID-19 shutdowns, but that also meant more trips to the gas station, more family outings, uh, movies, Chuck E. Cheese's, things like that. So when you're reviewing your spending time for the year, what jumps out at you? Did you spend more on lunches out than you realized? Did you come up a little short on your goal for your emergency fund? No matter what you're finding during your review, there's likely little reason to panic. Just use that info to build a 2023 budget that fits your needs well yeah and, and next you should probably um you know review reflect that's what you're saying adjust and i think those are three great words <clears throat> to latch on to as we head into 2023 right review reflect and adjust exactly yeah you just look back and see where your money's going and make the necessary adjustments that's a really good tip um, next double check the progress that you've made paying down significant pieces of debt for example what was your debt load on january 15th 
And then what was your debt load on November 15th? Is it smaller? Is it bigger? Is it the same? If it's gotten bigger or stayed the same, it's time to come up with a new plan before you greet the new year. Remember, in many ways, debt is a set of financial handcuffs that reduce your ability to reach your biggest financial goals. So looking ahead to potentially paying down debt in 2023, consider adjusting your financial strategy to help you prioritize cutting expenses, even if it's for a limited period of time. Slashing your spending for three or four months may supply you with extra cash that you can dedicate to paying off that debt. Now, debt consolidation is another option, though I would strongly recommend working with a financial service professional if you're considering that route. Well, yeah, and I think cutting spending to pay down debt in a three or four month uh, in three or four month increments, just like you said, could make the process a lot less daunting. I like that. Yeah. And you should next thoroughly review how well you've achieved your savings goals for the year and then make any necessary savings goals changes for 2023. Now, remember, there's a lot of rewards that come with having a healthy savings account. You know, first, if you head into retirement with a healthy amount of savings, you'll likely find it easier to maintain your preferred lifestyle. Secondly, having ample savings helps you address emergency spending without having to rely on credit cards. Let's say the oven breaks a week before you're slated to host 25 relatives for Thanksgiving. You know, you got, if you got adequate savings, you go to the appliance store, purchase the replacement without having to worry about paying interest. Well, yeah. And saving is about more than just diverting part of your paycheck into a savings account, right? Yeah, absolutely. Cash savings is important, but you should also meet with your financial services professional to discuss things like making sure you're adequately contributing to your retirement accounts, maybe establishing some 529 college plans for kids or grandkids and other investment vehicles as well. As you review your financial strategy before the year end, spending a good amount of time on where your savings is currently and where you'd like it to be at the beginning of next year is is essential. Well, sure. And obviously, you've talked about this before. You're a big proponent of maxing out your 401ks, taking advantage of that match, making sure you're getting the full 401k match. Where does that fit into our topic today? Yeah, if you're if you're maxing out your 401k for the year, and if that's part of your strategy, make sure that you highlight December 31st because that's the last opportunity to do so. If you're over 50, you also get a catch-up provision, um, so you can contribute this year as much as 27,000 to your 401k. Wow. Um, another good tip is if you receive a holiday or year-end bonus. I recommend dedicating as much of that as possible to your 401k if you haven't already maxed it out. And remember, if your employer provides that match, if you haven't matched out that max, you have to do that. Make sure you do that before time runs out. Well, yeah, and you've said it over and over, but you have to take advantage of the 401k match. It's like free money. So why would you pass that up? Now, before we go on, let our listeners know how they can get a plan in place, uh, how they can get a hold of you. I know you're offering a complimentary consultation. Yeah, if uh, you want your review, uh, your end of year review done with a little bit of guidance, you know, I'm happy to help. You can give us a call at 808-791-2924. Uh, we also have a lot of good info, videos and whatnot online at our website at therogroup.org. All right, sounds good. And we're going to continue here on Retirement Paradise. We're talking about the year-end financial to-do list. Everybody needs one. And you've highlighted making and reviewing a budget, analyzing how well you know, you're paying off your high interest debt, looking at how you meet your savings goals, making an, you know, all the necessary adjustments for next year. 
and maxing out your 401k before the year uh, has ended. So what do you have for us next? Yeah, well, let's push forward with that bank rate article. Again, this one was titled Greg McBride's End of Year Financial Checklist. You can check it out. It's 15 tasks to complete. It's got a lot of great info. Its next recommendation is to discuss a potential Roth conversion with your financial services professional. As the article explains, if you've experienced an income reduction this year, you may want to consider taking advantage of your lower tax bracket by converting those pre-tax retirement assets like your traditional IRAs into Roth IRAs. Now, I want Roth IRAs may be a good move for many people. You should note there are some potential drawbacks, including the fact that the conversion is a taxable event. It will trigger taxes on contributions that aren't already taxed. Yeah. And we've had some good conversations about Roth conversions and creating tax-free income for retirement. And you've said many times they aren't necessarily right for everyone. So you definitely need to work with somebody like yourself, a financial advisor, to see if that might be a good option. Yeah. And a a good tip too, if you have a a lot of deductions in a particular year that goes over your standard deduction, um, maybe a a bunch of medical expenses and you're writing off 50,000 of income, use that to pull from your IRA and do a Roth conversion. So there's some really good opportunities for for some Roth conversions. Now you should next analyze your, your asset allocation and make sure that your portfolio is balanced to your risk tolerance your risk tolerance and your investment objective and do it by the end of the year. This is a good checklist thing to do is countless news stories make clear, you know, we're still dealing with high inflation, some degree of market volatility. I mean, we've we've hit bear market territory a couple times this year. You might want to discuss your investment mix with your financial services professional. There's a lot of new options out there, some downside protection, even some potential to make money if the markets are negative. And so things are constantly evolving in the market. So changing your mix of you know, your green money, your safe money, your stocks, bonds, cash, other investments um, makes yourself in a better position to attack the new year with with fresh confidence. Now, we don't have all the time to go into all these nuances, you know, of investing. But again, I urge you to work closely with your financial service professional for all your investment needs. Yeah, good point. I mean, there's certainly no reason to figure out the investing world on your own uh, when there's help out there. Yeah, absolutely. And that kind of segues right into the other point, too. If we're looking at our accounts, make sure you review your beneficiaries uh, by end of year. A lot of a lot of people forget that or added a beneficiary when you first started your job and then maybe you didn't have kids at that time. Now you have kids. A lot of times they're not up to date. So adding or removing a beneficiary on your accounts is an essential part to making sure that you know, your wishes are followed and that your assets end up where you want them to go. And don't forget that, you know, beneficiaries, they supersede wills. The will has nothing to do with how your beneficiaries are are named. So make sure that you have your beneficiaries up to date. And I understand life is hectic. It's easy to forget to do this beneficiary change when circumstances call for it. You kind of push it to the wayside. But that's why having that review is one of your important to do's uh, for the year end. Yeah, it's huge, obviously. And uh, making sure that all the beneficiaries are up to date uh, also makes it easier on your loved ones after you're gone. Uh, And that's what you don't want to leave your loved ones with a big burden. 
Right, exactly right. Um, and next, the bank rate article reminds us of the uh, potential importance of harvesting tax losses. Um, this is uh, regarding investment losses. So the IRS calls them capital losses, and you can shrink your taxable income and provide you with a small tax break. So if you take a capital loss, you can offset that to capital gains, and you can take them into the next year and up to 10 years. So be aware that you do have to realize those losses. A paper loss doesn't count, which you, if, if it's stocks we're talking about, you have to actually sell the stock and realize the loss in order to receive this deduction. Moreover, you must take this step prior to the final trading day of the year, which is generally around December 31st. Yeah, and it sounds like a good topic to discuss with your tax professional alongside your financial professional, your financial advisor, right? Yep, good advice. Um, Another tip is to review your flexible spending account, those FSAs as they're called. Your balances, you have to use them or lose them by the end of the year. So if you're utilizing an employer-provided FSA, make sure you're fully aware how much you have left to spend so you don't lose it. Now, some employers provide a, a grace period, which usually ends in the middle of March, You know, giving you that extra two and a half months to spend the money that you set aside. But if your employer doesn't provide a grace period, make sure you spend your FSA down by the end of the year. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's true. Uh, FSAs can be great. Uh, I know my wife and I utilize ours through our employers. Uh, We each have one and it's great. Uh, But nobody wants to see their money vanish. So you have to utilize it during the next several weeks here, right? Yeah. So that's definitely, if you use an FSA, that is on the checklist. Um, Reviewing changes to your benefits and completing the open enrollment process is another to do that you should do before the end of the year. This year's final quarter is often the start of open enrollment or open season. And this is the window where you can select or change your benefits, whether it's health insurance, um, life insurance options through your employer. This is your time to make sure that you can change it for the upcoming year. So if you haven't already done so, carve out some time to review what your employer is offering and make sure that you have all your needs met. All right. Sounds good. I think that's great advice. Uh, That's really important. So what are the consequences uh, if you miss open enrollment? Well, that varies from employer to employer, but there's a chance that if you miss your open enrollment period, you mean you'll either have to keep what you chose the previous year or maybe have no benefits at all. And with the price of healthcare, having no benefits at all could really have a negative impact on your financial strategy. If you've recently gotten married, had a child, um, or even a grandchild, open enrollment is your opportunity to add them to your benefits plan. And if you haven't previously taken advantage of the FSAs, as we mentioned before, open enrollment is your chance to begin doing so. So as you can see, the open enrollment is a to-do that most folks just can't afford to overlook. Well, yeah, that's true. Uh, You definitely don't want to miss out on that, and it can really help save you some money in the long run if you make sure you're in the best possible deals during open enrollment. And I know you guys help people. You help people with that. It's Medicare open enrollment, and uh, you can recommend uh, certain people to help them with that as well. Uh, This has been a great show. You're highlighting some of these important things that we need to put on our year-end to-do list. I've learned a lot so far. I'm sure our listeners have as well. What do you have for us next? Well, the next piece of advice from the article, um, which I like this one, get your hands on a free copy of your credit report. You know, this is absolutely vital. Have you reviewed your credit score lately? 
If you haven't, make sure you add this to your to-do list because doing so will help you make sure that there aren't any unpleasant surprises. Uh, a lot of times there's errors. Uh, people find identity theft issues or maybe forgotten purchases, all things that may be reflected on your credit report. So a solid credit report is, you know, necessary to secure mortgage, you know, or a rental property, a car. I mean, even swap insurance companies sometimes. So you can visit annualcreditreport.com once a year and get a free copy of your credit report. See, that's awesome. I I love that. Uh, That's really great. In fact, uh, let's give that information again. Uh, It's uh, what's that web address one more time? You can visit annualcreditreport.com. As long as you do it no more than once a year, it's free. Wow. Yeah. And I I think that's the only authorized, the government authorized site where you can go to get your credit report. And uh, I know that whenever I log into my banking app, my credit score is right there. And I receive a monthly email from my bank showing me uh, what changed on my report every 30 days. So uh, I think that's handy. Yeah, that's good because if you get some kind of fraudulent activity, you're going to be made aware of it right away. Yeah. Yeah. And we talked about in our first segment how paying off debt should be one of your priorities in your end of year list to do. Um, But the article also specifically addresses credit card debt. And the article notes that the average credit card rate is about 16.3%, which is astronomical. You know, for many people, credit card debt is the most expensive piece of debt they carry. Uh, There's not much else out there hitting you with rates like 16%. So if you have some significant credit card debt, coming up with a strategy to reverse that trend is a major financial to-do. You gotta get rid of that high interest debt. And there's a lot of strategies to attack credit card debt, but one tried and true method to focus on of paying off the card with the highest interest rate first and then move down the list from there. Yeah, and you've pointed this out before, but it's important to not get too down on yourself if you have a lot of credit card debt or more than is probably wise because, you know, losing track of just how much you're using your credit card can be easy to do, but making uh, payments on those cards and paying them off is one of your biggest to-do lists. That's very important. Yeah, that, that's why the credit card companies, you know, make so much money is it's yeah. a trap that people fall into and then all of a sudden you're in a hole you can't get out of. So reviewing your credit card benefits and reward offerings is another great tip. So there's all sorts of free perks like 0% balance transfers, of course, um, you know, miles on airline cards. So look at what cards provide the good perks, which ones you actually want to use. And don't feel compelled to be loyal to a specific credit card company. Shop around, you know, find these deals. Um, You should have no annual fees, 0% balance transfers. That's a great way to consolidate your credit card debt. Yeah. Well, that's huge. And I certainly like the sound of not being unnecessarily loyal to a one credit card company, right? Yeah. And the article actually mentions too, that if you have a really good credit score, applying for a new credit card can can help you actually save money. And they point out a couple of these different options. Some companies tout sizable signup bonuses as much as $800. And certain cards provide, again, those zero interest introductory periods, often for one year, 15 months. I've even seen them for two years. Now, this could position you to either roll over some of that high interest debt, or if you don't have high interest debt, maybe a, a a large item that's on your list or gifts, take advantage of that 0% and and pay it off slowly. And that way you're not paying any extra for it. But the bottom line here is you should use your credit cards to your advantage, not the credit card company's advantage. 
paying off your balance each month is a good way to avoid getting swamped by interest, of course. Sounds good. I mean, when I look around for a new card, what are some things we should be keeping an eye out for? Well, if you're looking for a new card, focus on those um, that offer perks and rewards that fit your spending habits. You know, here in Hawaii, I think everybody's got the Hawaiian Airlines card, you know, because that they, they we get miles for purchases and you get free to and anywhere you travel from Hawaii, it starts with an, air, an airline ticket. <laughs> you know, we can't just take a road trip right. to a different state. Yeah. So a lot of people have that. But you should also weigh your likelihood of being approved for a card you're interested in. Um, there's tools like Bankrate's uh, Card Match, which is a valuable uh, tool during your selection process. Yeah. And I know for a long time, it seemed like when it come, you know, it comes to credit cards, there wasn't a lot to think about. Do I want a MasterCard, Visa, or Amex? You know, and what's the interest rate? But these days, man, you could sit through an entire football game on TV. Uh, you can't sit through an entire game, I should say, without seeing credit card commercials touting this perk or that reward. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot yep. to weigh. It seems to me that finding a card that's going to be just right for you is a terrific year end to do, but you might want to think about it a little bit. Yeah. Again, use them to your advantage, not the company's advantage. Don't settle for something. Find what you want, you know, especially if you've got good credit. There's a lot of offers out there you got to take advantage of. Um, Our final, final um, end of year review is to review all of your insurance policies. So sit down, look at your life policies, your auto, your home insurance. Think about if if you're not bundling, maybe consider bundling, heading into the new year, Make sure that they're meeting all your needs. Your insurance needs change from year to year, so make sure that you're all up to date on that. Make certain that your coverage is far reaching enough and whether or not you should adjust your deductibles. And just like with credit cards, shop around and compare. Don't be loyal to one insurance company. There's lots of insurance companies out there that are competing for your business. So look at the bundles, look at some quotes, look for better coverage or lower prices. All right, Greg, sounds great. We've had an excellent show today. We're almost out of time. Do you have anything else you want to add before we go? Well, if anybody or listeners want some help with their financial to-do list, getting a a year-end review together and want a little guidance on it, feel free to give us a call, 808-791-2924, or visit us online at therogroup.org. All right. Thanks for that. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Retirement Paradise with our host, Greg Gunther. Thank you for listening to Retirement Paradise. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Greg Gunther at the Retirement Optimization Group. Call 808-791-2924 or visit their website at therogroup.org. Greg Gunther and the Retirement Optimization Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.